Uh, we're going to talk about the anointing over the next two weeks. Uh, over the next two weeks, the anointing. Because of the anointing is what the series is called. Because of the anointing. Uh, we use that term quite a bit uh, within our modern day churches. We'll say, ooh, that was anointed. Or, ooh, I feel the anointing on that one. And, and sometimes we, we mistake uh, gifts and talents that the Lord gives for the anointing. And someone can, can, can get up and preach maybe using their skill or someone can sing using their skill or sometimes uh, whatever, if, if they're talented in the marketplace or, or just within the community and you think, oh man, they're just, they're, look, they're anointed. Well, not necessarily. That may just be a gift and God gives everyone unique gifts and we're supposed to grow in those gifts. Uh, I've seen folks get up and sing like an angel and, and, and it not have any power behind it. Uh, I watched my grandfather who went through four severe strokes and lost uh, his ability to speak and, and uh, the left side of his body. And I, he was a preacher for many years. And I watched him one day just decide, I don't care what condition I'm in, I'm getting up and I'm going to praise the Lord. And he, he got up and sang in church. And it, if, if you were just going to judge it by man's ears, it sounded horrible. But it was anointed. And people were down at the altar seeking after the Lord, receiving Christ, calling on the name of Jesus because of the anointing. Uh, so, so we're going we're gonna to get into uh, exactly what the anointing is and the fact that God wants to anoint each and every one of you for whatever works he has purposed in you. That's why he saved you. We were, you were called, the Bible says, according to his purpose. Say, well, no, I, he saved me because I was lost. No, he saved you because he had a purpose for you. He called you according to his purpose, and he wants to anoint you to fulfill that purpose. He wants to anoint. He's given you wonderful gifts and talents. He wants to anoint those talents. We're going to talk about what that means today a little bit. So we're going to read from uh, Luke chapter 4. We'll also read from Isaiah chapter 10. Luke chapter 4, verse 18, Jesus went into uh, the synagogue. They handed him the book of Isaiah, and he Open it up to this passage, and this is what he read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. We'll stop there. It's, it's interesting that he said that he, the, that he has been anointed to bring this good news and to release captivity like this. Because uh, the, the title that we put on him, uh, Jesus the Christ, the word Christ actually means anointed one, awakened one, the set apart one. So he was the anointed one. Now the interesting thing about that is if we are dead in Christ, if you have died out to yourself, the Bible says I have been crucified with Christ. I'm dead in Christ, yet I live. It's not me, but it's Christ that lives within me. So if we are dead in Christ and resurrected as Christ, being one with him so that we can be one with the Father, that means that all of you in this room who are dead with Christ are anointed ones. You are little Christ. You are Christian Christians. That's why all of a sudden when you came to the Lord, you stopped. there was something that compelled you to stop acting the way you used to act. Stop talking the way you used to talk. Stop going to some of the places you used to go. All of a sudden, you're not comfortable around some of the things that you used to be comfortable. Why? Because you are now morphing from yourself into actually being an active part of his body, a piece of who he is. So that means that if, 
you are anointed ones as well. Let's take a look at what that means if you're anointed, right? So we're going to read this verse from Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. So today we're going to look at three purposes for the anointing. Uh, a quick 25-minute message, 20-minute message is not going to do uh, this subject justice. Even a two-week look at it that we're going to uh, uh, take a look at is not going to do it really justice. So if anything, I'm hoping that perhaps I spark something within your spirit uh, that you'll plunge into the Word yourself and find out what the Holy Spirit wants to tell you about the anointing on your life and the purpose of the anointing on your life. So today, for the sake of time and for the sake of being concise, we're going to talk about three purposes. The first purpose is this. What, what is anointing about? What is anointing about? This, this whole metaphor that God uh, uses throughout the Old Testament, and it actually was not unkind, it wasn't just exclusive to the Hebrews. It was all throughout the Middle East, this concept of anointing, pouring oil on something, uh, was, was, was widely used, and yet God chose to use it to symbolize what he's doing in the spirit with each and every one of our hearts. So the first purpose is this. The anointing actually means to choose or to set apart or to make holy. So if you are going to anoint something, that means that you choose it, you're setting it apart, and you're deeming it as being holy. So if, if, if you are saved today, if you have a relationship with Christ, God has chosen you. He's anointing you. He's, chosen you. He's setting you apart, and he is deeming you to be holy because of his holiness. Uh, the, the priesthood, Aaron, Aaron was the first high priest of Israel. And so Leviticus chapter 8, verse 12, we see what Moses, the Lord commanded Moses to do. And he poured of the anointing, uh, some of the anointing oil upon Aaron's head. And anointed him to sanctify him. That word sanctify actually means to set apart, to make holy. So, so in order for Aaron to be a high priest and to function as a priest for all of Israel, to go between God and Israel, he had to be anointed or chosen, set apart, and made holy. Now what's interesting is 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 the, the, the Bible calls us a chosen people and a royal priesthood. So you are a part of a chosen people. You are a part of a royal priesthood. One verse says that we are kings and priests. So that's interesting. If you are going to function as a priest within your own home, within your own life, within your own job, within your own relationships then there is a need to be anointed and to acknowledge this anointed. So you can tell yourself, oh, I've been chosen, I've been set apart, and God has deemed me as holy. I need to live my life according to that. Not only that, since you are a, not just a priesthood, but a royal priesthood, you were king and priest, well, kings had to be anointed too. If you remember the story of Samuel, uh, uh, where he anointed Saul to be king, until Saul eventually rebelled against God, his heart turned from the Lord, and God rejected him. So Samuel went to go find another king to anoint, and it was David. He poured a little bit of oil on Saul. On David, he poured the whole thing. He said, we're not going to mess up again, Lord. And, and so kings had to be anointed. They had to be chosen, set apart, and deemed to be holy. 
So that's the first thing. If, if you're going to say God has anointed me, that's, that's the first reason is that God is choosing you. He's setting you apart. He's setting you aside for something special, for a particular purpose. And he's saying, you know what, you're holy. Not because of your own righteousness. The Bible says our righteousness looks like filthy rags compared to his righteousness. But, but he, through his grace and his love and his mercy, has deemed you holy. All right? The second thing, the second thing that the anointing does, it, it brings honor to your life and it also protects your head. It protects your head. First of all, it brings honor to your life. You're going to find, have you ever met someone that it just seems like favor follows them wherever they go? No matter what happens, no matter what situation they're put in, they just meet the right people. Uh, anytime there's a need that crops up, the Lord just anoints them to, to receive that need. It's, it's part of the anointing. It's part of the honor and favor that he's put on his life. Now look at this uh, scripture from Psalm chapter 23. Psalm chapter 23, verse 5, it says, I love one of my favorite scriptures. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Man, we could camp out there for weeks and weeks and weeks on this scripture. But the first thing, if you feel like that you've been surrounded by, by enemies or life has just got you surrounded and overpowered, understand what God is doing for you in the, in the spirit. He is preparing a table right in front of your enemies for you to sit down and eat. That's provision. In other words, whatever it is you need in life, because of the anointing, you're going to have provision in your life. Even in the midst of those who want to challenge you, even in the midst of the situations in life that wants to destroy you or beat you or defeat you, God is providing exactly what you need in the form of a feast. I love that metaphor. And then he says, you've honored me because you anointed my head. There's going to be favor and honor placed on your life. But he anoints the head, and then the very next thing, he says, my cup runs over. God brings abundance to your life, so much abundance that you can't even contain it. And so that's why you got to get other people, hey, come here and help me share this blessing. I can't even contain this blessing. Let me bless you. Let me pass this on. You're blessed so that you can be a blessing, in essence. But I want to go back to this. He, you've honored me because you've anointed my head with oil. What, what does that mean? Why, why, why the symbolism of anointing the head with oil? First of all, anytime, anytime the anointing is poured out, the head is always going to be anointed. So if you want the rest of the body to line up and be anointed, you've got to make sure you're lining up under head, the head, the headship in your life. If you want to allow the anointing to flow in your life, you need to identify who God has placed in headship or authority over you, whether it's a, a spiritual mentor, whether it's a pastoral figure, whether it's some, whoever it is that the Lord has brought into your life who has the freedom to speak into your life, you need to make sure that you're aligning yourself with that particular individual who hopefully is lining themselves under the head, which is Christ. You said the, the Bible says that Christ is the head of the body. He is the anointed one. That's what Christ means. And the anointing will flow from the head down. Now, why is it that you anoint the head? David used to be a shepherd. When he was anointed king, they had to call him off the back 40. He was back there uh, shepherding his father's sheep. And so they had to call him up. Say, hey, come on up here. He, he showed up and he's smelling like the, you know, the, the woods. And, and you know, he may still have a lion blood on him or some bear hair or whatever it was that he had to wrestle that day. And he's anointed king. So he's well aware of what it takes to shepherd sheep. A very common practice, even to this day, amongst even some of the Bedouin tribes, is to anoint the head of 
sheep. Why would you anoint the head of sheep? Well, there's a problem out in the Middle East with all these sheep. They are exposed to uh, lice, uh, chiggers, uh, parasites, ticks, fleas, all that stuff. Uh, sheep have really large nostrils. They have very large ear openings. And so it's easy for all of these little mites and parasites to crawl right inside of their, uh, their, their, their head and really start wreaking havoc internally even to where there's irritation and inflammation. And it's not uncommon because sheep aren't extremely intelligent. If they are, or if they're hurting or itching bad enough, you know, they'll, they'll actually go and start scratching their head up against a tree or a rock or whatever to the point that they're actually causing more damage and more sores and gaping wounds that then become infected. And then now all of a sudden you've got a sheep who's like going to wind up dying. And so you want to protect the head of the sheep. Why? Because the body's going to take care of itself and the body will actually follow wherever the head goes. So as the head goes, so the body goes. So if they can anoint the head of the sheep, it will protect the head from parasitic uh, critters that can cause all kind of havoc, you know, if they bite the body, well, the body will take care of itself. But if the head is healthy, then the sheep has a chance to live. So it is in our life. The enemy in life has a way of throwing, throwing so many negative uh, anti-Christ thoughts into your, into your mind, uh, so many uh, defeated mindsets. Uh, and strongholds that want to penetrate every thought. The Bible says, as a man thinks, so is he. It also says to, in, in Romans, it says, if, if, you want to, if you want real transformation, it says, don't be conformed to the image of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll know what the perfect will of God is. So if I can allow my mind to become, to have the thoughts of Christ, to have the mind of Christ, if I can allow him to anoint my head figuratively, to anoint my thoughts, to set my thoughts aside, to make my thoughts holy, to prepare my thoughts for good works and, and not be conformed to the image of this world, allow him to anoint my mind, then everything else in my life will begin to, to line up. Have you ever noticed that your day goes according to how you wake up and you decide to start thinking that day? If you wake up and you're thinking negative thoughts, if you're thinking defeated thoughts, guess what? You're going to have a negative and defeated day. But if you wake up with gratitude, if you wake up with praise, no matter what takes place during the day, you can always ground yourself. Why? Because the body's going to follow the head. I remember I was working with a personal trainer one time, and he's trying to get me all limber, and he had me doing these crazy yoga positions and all this stuff. And, and I remember he, he was having me stand on one foot and bend over and, you know, and, and touch the floor. And what he told me, he said, focus on the floor and aim your head in that direction because your body will follow your head. As the head goes, so goes the body. So that's one of the greatest things that God does for us is he anoints your mind. He chooses your mind. He sets it aside and he deems it holy. Why? Because the rest of your life, the rest of your body will follow that. So that's what the anointing does is it protects your head. It protects your mind. It protects your thought. Uh, my last point today, it makes you fat, oily, and expanded. See, some of y'all just thought I was overweight. No, buddy, I'm anointed. I'm anointed today. <laughs> We're going to go back to that passage, Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke from off thy neck, and the yoke shall, de shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The word anoint anointing there in Hebrew 
is up for debate, and you've got two different theological camps. I actually agree with both of them. One of them says, well, the word is shaman, shaman. The other ones say, no, it's shemain. Shaman means fatness. Shemain means oily. To me, it's one and the same, whether it's fat or whether it's oily. How many of you guys cook? I mean, like, really cook, right? Now, I know we got some Creole, Creole folk in here that like to cook some Creole food. I love cooking Cajun food, and that's why I love it. We got several Cajun food cooking people in here, and then the rest of y'all are Cajun food eating people, so we all get along good, right? Well, all right, if you're going to make a good roux, what do you need? You need some kind of oil or fat. Because what? When you heat fat up, what does it turn into? Oil. So I don't care if they want to call it shamane or shemane. It's all one and the same to me, whether it's fat, oil, whatever. And then what do you do? You, you get that heated up, you get you a little bit of flour, and you throw it in there, and you thicken it up, right? And you brown it, brown it. Now which way do you want to go with it? Do you want to make some white gravy to put over some biscuits? Or are you going to add a little bit of milk? You want to go that, that way. Or if you want to make some brown gravy and get you a good base so you can make some good gumbo well you're going to start adding some kind of beef stock chicken stock whatever you want there it's good stuff not getting anyone hungry yet <laughs> see that's some good anointed stuff man we need to get past all this heat because that's when gumbo weather starts so we're gonna we'll have to do some kind of gumbo fellowship or something man but so so but but the point is fatness oiliness greasiness it's all the same why because what what Isaiah is saying is the burdens in your life can be lifted off. The yokes in your life can be destroyed because of the anointing. Matter of fact, King James says because of the anointing. You read other translations, it says because you've become so fat, right? Now, what that is doing is it's actually giving you the, the image. You remember months ago, I talked about how the Bible is a picture book. When I figured that out as a kid, I fell in love with the Bible because I love picture books. So, uh, so, so the, what, what, it's, what it's showing you is, is the image of an ox, a beast of burden who has just been so weary, so driven, uh, worked to death, worked to the bone. And it says, you know what? Your burden has been lifted and your yoke has been broken because you've become so fat. In other words, even in the midst of the hardship of life, even in the midst of the challenges that this world and this life throws at you, you're still being pumped full of so much life and living word that the anointing or the fatness of God has made you so expanded that your burden and your, your yoke has just busted right off of you. That's what the anointing does for you. No matter what the enemy throws at you, God has made you so fat, so greasy, so oily that the enemy has nothing to, to stick a foothold in. He can't get a hold of it. That's why no weapon in your life is going to prosper because he, well, no matter what he throws at you, you may feel the impact, but it's going to slide right off. Anyone getting this? I don't know who's going through what today, but someone needs to hear this. And I'm telling you, I'm a living testimony. I'm facing one of the, the greatest trials of my life. And, and it's crazy that I, that I can get up every morning and praise God and let him know how much I love him. And I, and I can get up and I can receive his word. And it's not because I'm Superman. It's not because I'm, I'm a knucklehead worse than anybody else. But it's, I know it's the anointing that he's put on my life that no matter what the enemy is throwing at me right now, it can't stick. Because I'm too fat. Pretty hot and tempting fat. <laughs> 
right? No. P-H-A-T? No. I'm too oily. I'm too slick. It, it thwarts the enemy's plans for you. It, it, it gets in his way. It gets in his path. Someone asked me why I'm dressed up today. Why did you wear a coat today? Because I'm sending a message to the enemy that no matter what he throws against me, I'm still with my mouth, with my actions, with my thoughts, and even my very appearance, I win because I'm with the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. All those who rise up against me shall fall. I'll not fear what the devil may send me. I'm a, I'm a servant of God. That's what the anointing does for your life. It sets you apart. It, it, it reminds you that God, you didn't choose God. You didn't make a decision to give your heart to the Lord. No, he chose you. You couldn't even have the faith for him. He gave you the faith, the Bible says. I know you can't believe in me, so I'll give you the faith to believe in me. And I know you can't do anything for your sins, so I'll take care of your sins. I love you that much. I'll pretend nothing ever happened. Throw... Throw your history as far as the east is from the west. It's on the bottom of the ocean of my love. So I've set you apart. I've chosen you. And I know you can't be holy, but I'm telling you you're holy. I said you're holy. Not only that, I'm going to protect your mind. I'm going to keep the parasites and the negativity and, and every, every lie of the enemy out of your head to remind you who you are so the rest of your day can line up with my word. I'm going to give you my mindset. And then he said... Not only that, I'm going to make you so oily, greasy, and fat that the enemy can't even get his arms around you. That nothing, nothing will prosper that comes against you. That's the power of the anointing. Go ahead and stand up today. Go ahead and stand up today. While the, while the musicians are coming, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to offer this today. And, and I know this may be different for some of y'all. And if it is, if you think I'm weird, we'll get in line, take a number, because there's plenty of other people. But if God has called me to shepherd in any way this community, shepherds anoint sheep. And if you'll give me the opportunity, the Lord told me to grab my, my oil today that I use to pray over my kids and my family and my house. Give me the opportunity. I, 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 have, I just feel like the Lord wants me to anoint the head of someone today. Whoever you are, while the musicians play lightly, I know we got, a, we, I know we got another song uh, that, that we're going to end with. And, Y'all give me time to get my earbuds in so, so I can hear myself. So, but in the meantime, if y'all can play me, don't play nothing slow and sad this time either. I usually get you to play something slow and sad. Play something happy. We're going to be happy today. But give me a chance. I'll meet you right over here. Give me a chance to pray over you and anoint your head and just speak a word over and bless you today so that we can go out and we can be everything that Jesus has called us to be this week. Amen? Hallelujah. Christine, just sing from your heart just anything for a moment, all right? Amen. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for your provision in our life. And we say yes and amen to all of your promises. We say yes and amen to who you are. Line us up. Help us to be clay in your hands and direct our life. In Jesus' name, amen.